destroy all all of it y'all didn't say hey you can keep some of this you can save that save this and sacrifice this give it that to the priest no he didn't say that at all Saul took that into his own hands oh man Saul took it into his own hands and decided something that God never told him to do man I've seen this so many times in our churches he went outside of his bounds what he was supposed to be doing and did the work of a priest When mercy walked in Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Mercy and Truth Podcast. Brother Jeremiah Simpson here with you today, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to be able to talk about today on the podcast. Thankful for last week's episode the very first episode we put on here and thankful for the response that we got and people texting me and calling me and let me know they listened and shared it with people had a lot of people uh, thankful for a lot of people that listened last week looking for the thing to grow looking for more people to be encouraged more people to be challenged and that's what today's going to be about i'm going to try to lay a challenge out to you and just try to help you and charge you a little bit Last week, we went around 20 minutes or so, a little longer than what I'd like. And so this week, I'm going to try somewhere between 15 and 17 minutes if I can do my best to keep it there. So I hope you stay tuned with us just for a little while longer today and looking forward to what we're going to be talking about. I want to go to the Lord in prayer real fast before we go into the lesson and the devotion today. Just ask the Lord to bless us. If you can, where you're at, if you pray with us, if you're driving, then I would suggest you just keep your eyes open, okay? But we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be back on the podcast today. Lord, I pray that you'd help us just for a short while, Lord, to encourage somebody, Lord, to strengthen somebody, Lord, uh, your word to help us. Lord, without you, Lord, we're nothing. Lord, we're feeble. Lord, we'll fail. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, though, give us strength in what we're going to be talking about. Right spirit. Lord, we love you and thank you, God, for all you're going to do for us. In your precious and holy name we do pray. Amen and amen. All righty. If you got your Bible, I want you to take it and turn to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter number 15. I love the book of 1 Samuel. And I love the few chapters here around chapter number 15. We're going to begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, Samuel also said unto Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. And thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he lay wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have. Spare them not, but slay both man, woman, infant, and suckling, ox and sheep and camel and ass. Here in the first few verses of 1 Samuel 15, I think there's some important things to point out. And I'm going to be covering the whole chapter pretty much today. So I'll, you just hang on with me. And uh, But the first verse is pretty important. It's pretty important. Samuel tells King uh, or Saul here that the Lord has sent him to anoint him to be king. The very first thing that Samuel says after he tells Saul that the Lord wants to anoint him as the king of Israel over his people is to listen to the words of the Lord. 
And I think that's so important. Most, first and foremost, the most important thing in our lives, we need to understand and listen, heed the words of the Lord. I promise you, if you'll do that, your life will be so much better. And Saul's life would have worked out a lot better if he'd have listened to the words of the Lord as well. Verses number two and three, uh, they tell, uh, it tells about Amalek. And verse three gives a command to Saul here. It said, go and smite, uh, go and smite Amalek. And two words that are so important here is uh, right there at the start of the verse where it says, utterly destroy. It says, utterly destroy, not some of what they had, not a little bit of what they had, but it says, utterly destroy all that they have. All that they have. It means everything you need to destroy. That's what the command from God to Saul was right here, is to utterly destroy Amalek. And let's go on and read the rest of the chapter here. I'm going to skip down to verse number seven. I, I made emphasis on them words right there because it's important. Because that was the clear, precise, definite command from God to Saul. That's important. Verse 7 talks about how Saul smote the uh, Amalekites. Verse 4 through 6 tells us that he sent the men out. A bunch of over 200,000 men Saul sent out. Verse 7 says that Saul smote the Amalekites. Verse 8 is where it gets important. And uh, Saul, this is talking about Saul. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. And utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Listen to verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agag. Listen now. And the best of the sheep, and of the oxen, and of the fatlings, and the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them. So you know what Saul did and the man that was with him? If it was good, they didn't destroy it. But it says this right here at the end of the verse. But everything that was vile, that means wicked, that means... Uh, evil, it means depraved, everything that was vile and everything that was refused, that means worthless, means useless, that they destroyed it utterly. So what they did was this, everything that was good, they kept it, but everything that was bad, they destroyed it. Then verse number 10 says this, then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying, it repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. So uh, verse number 11, some of the most somber words I feel like a person could hear. And it's where God told, where the Lord told Samuel, it repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king. That word repenteth there, it simply means saddens or it grieves. What God said is it grieves me. It saddens me that I have set Saul up to be king. And I don't ever want that to be said about me of the Lord, where it saddens him that he's chosen me, where it grieved his heart. It grieves him that he has placed me in the ministry or placed me in a position. Man, I don't ever want that to be said from the Lord about me. Verse 13 says, And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, so Saul said, hey, blessed be thou the Lord. I've, I've performed what he commanded me to do. But Samuel said, what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears, the lowing of the oxen which I hear? What Samuel is saying here in 2020 language, if you will, uh, Saul, uh, 
hey, you're saying you perform this commandment, but why am I hearing that, that sheep in the background? Why am I hearing the oxen in the background? And Saul said in verse 15, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spare the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. <laughs> the rest of it we utterly destroyed, but most of it we kept. The stuff that was good, we kept. And uh, man, uh, Saul, uh, his mindset's not right right here. Verse 16, Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. Samuel said, When thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel? He anointed him king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Verse 20 says, And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep, and oxen. It means took of the good, took of the good, sheep, and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. So Saul saying, hey, we took the good stuff so we could bring it and sacrifice it to the Lord. But I'll just say this time out real fast, that wasn't Saul's job. Saul wasn't a priest. Saul was the king. Verse 23 said, and Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? He's saying, does the Lord enjoy the, the great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? He said, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than fat of rams. He's saying, it is better for you just simply obey the word of God, the words of the Lord. Obey them. It's better to do that than to sacrifice. Verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Some of the most sobering words I feel like Samuel said in this chapter is right here. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. And if you go to verse 26, he says it to Saul again. For thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee, from being king over Israel. Just for a little bit, I want to teach to you just maybe five more minutes. I know that's a lot of reading, but you got to lay a great foundation for this story, for this lesson. I want to teach you just a subject of simply staying in your lane. Staying in your lane. And we see here in 1 Samuel 15 that Saul did not stay in his lane. He went outside his, his area of expertise and what he was supposed to be doing as king over Israel. I like the old-timer statement when they said it like this. Partial obedience is complete disobedience. And that's what you see here in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15. Saul partially obeys God. He goes and utterly destroys part of it. But the key word, I believe, in verse number 3 is when he said Utter, utterly destroy all. All of it. God didn't say, hey, you can keep some of this, you can save that, save this, and sacrifice this, give it that to the priest. No, he didn't say that at all. Saul took that into his own hands. Oh, man. Saul took it into his own hands and decided something that God never told him to do. Man, I've seen this so many times in our churches. He went outside of his bounds, what he was supposed to be doing, and did the work of a priest. And uh, in, in Old Testament times, 
there was three positions that was anointed. Three positions. Uh, first of all, it was the king. And we see that here in verse number 17. He anointed uh, Saul to be king over Israel. Another position was the priest. And then another one was the prophets. Now, uh, prophets could be called of God from any people. Uh, priests could only come from the tribe of Levi. And kings could only come from the tribe of Judah. And there were three distinct anointings, three different positions. And every time you find in Scripture that one of these positions or one of these people that held was a priest or that was a king or that was a prophet, if you ever see in Scripture them crossing the lines into one of these other anointed places and positions, you will see great judgment follow that. And that's what we have here in 1 Samuel 15. Saul begins to practice the rituals, if you will, of the priest. And that wasn't his job. Saul was the king. Saul was not the priest. It's so important. But he did that uh, which uh, a priest would do. And you're going to find out that great judgment followed him. And if you'll read the end of this chapter and verse and chapter number 16, you see where Samuel, God tells Samuel to go find a new king. And you see, and we may talk about this in the coming days in our podcast, uh, I love 1 Samuel, so I might stay in it for a, in a, for a minute or two. Um, and so uh, you see Samuel go to the house of Jesse, where we find David. And I, I was thinking about this the other day uh, when I was thinking about this topic. You know, I, 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 this is purely conjecture, but what if Saul had completely obeyed the word of God? Now, I believe that David would have been a part of God's work because David was such a great young man. I believe God would have put David to work somewhere, but I don't know if he would have been what we know him to be today. I, I don't know. If, if Saul would have obeyed the words of God, if he would have just simply obeyed the commandment of the Lord, I mean, I don't know if he would have been taken out of king over Israel. That's just, that's just a food for thought there. Uh, we may not know David to be the, the, the David that we know him as today if Saul would have obeyed the words of the Lord. But Saul didn't. Saul got out of his lane. And I've seen that so many times. I'll apply it to our lives real fast. I've seen it so many times with young people and with preachers and with Sunday school teachers, with deacons, with song leaders, uh, any position I can think of, I've seen it take place. Been in church a long time. I've been a pastor's kid my whole life and uh, in the ministry now myself, and I've seen it a lot where uh, I've seen in young preachers' minds and their hearts, they, their attitudes get to where they're trying to be the pastor or a lady of the church, maybe a Sunday school teacher of the church, where she tries to be uh, take over the position and the authority of the pastor's wife, and she's not the pastor's wife, and the preacher's not the pastor. Uh, a young preacher is not the pastor. They don't have the authority of the pastor. You need to stay where God has put you. Uh, and the old timers, you said like this, you need to uh, grow where God has planted you. And I love that statement because it's so true. You can do such a greater work for God if you will just work where he has placed you. So I'll try to do something that wasn't in his plan, that wasn't in the plan of God for his life. And you see great destruction followed it. Uh, but I, I, I think there's a great challenge here in 1 Samuel 15 just to stay where God has put us. Don't be like Saul. Don't go try to do something God ain't called you to do. Don't go try to be something God ain't planned for you to be. Be what God wants you to be. Live your life according to the will of God, and I promise you, 
Oh, man, I promise you, everything is going to work out for you. Uh, may not have the most money, may not have the, uh, the best life according to this world, but I promise you, everything will work out if you just grow where God plants you. Thank you for joining in with us today on the podcast, and I hope to hear from you. If you got any questions, you can email me. And I gave my email the last podcast, but I give it again. It's Jeremiah Simpson, 696, like June of 96. That's when I was born. Jeremiah Simpson, 696 at yahoo.com. Send me a question. You want me to do a podcast on topic, anything. You send that to me, and I would love to look over it and maybe possibly do a podcast on it in the coming days. Well, until we meet again on the Mercy and Truth podcast, stay in your lane this week. Stay in your lane. May God richly bless you.